That's something by that's looking I mean, at other people fucking up. I'm well, like, okay. yeah, looking at other motherfuckers <laughs> fucking up, but also being in a white run society within the fashion industry and the theater world and the film world, you you, you gotta codify yeah. codes. Yes. So it's like oh. there's always a lot of like I'm present right now, but at the same time I'm like trying to like preserve my career. <laughs> sure. I don't know, like I, I like I, I know I know it's like completely different because like I'm like in this like Asian Indonesian like background, but it's like on some real shit, it's like now I just let it off because I'm just like because people need you. to understand like these are not the rules it's I want to be part of ever again. Yeah, never. <laughs> like for real, for real. We created Beaumont level like like tip. We out here creating freaking 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 chopped and screwed fucking taking taking fashion, putting it into freaking like 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 earth metals in this creating but isn't that sculptures, furnitures, freaking photographer, freaking come, like come on, like like we out here we out here being multi-dimensional, multi-disciplinary, multi-talented, multi-skilled, multi-crafted, multi-sensate. Jeez, you know calm, calm down, calm down. Sorry, sorry. I just started the interview, like, all right? Like, 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 I didn't even mean to start it like that. It's just no, like, it's okay. It's just a lot of heat coming like, my way, and really? I just, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's a hot ass brand. I'm just kidding. He but for real, sad. though. Hey, awesome, hey, real hey, shit. Both the, I, bro. No, this yeah, is, so this is our, yes, this is our hey, hey, Josh, can you say that to the microphone? I can just like dead ass see you like in a TV show, and it's just being like, like somebody just being. I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, there's, like, a whole population of people being like, yo, that character, I'll fuck with him. You know what? Like, that's hey, the goal. Hey, that's that's the like goal. some Evan Peters shit from uh, yeah. American Horror Story. Like, whatever the fuck that motherfucker be doing, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to be on. Yes. But, yeah, man, that's the tip that we've always been on since high school, since college, you know, since, since fourth grade. like, a very long time. <laughs> and even then, like, both of us were very performative. Like, when we were doing our respective things, we had a YouTube channel. It was, it was me it was Muhammad and his uh, other homie Roger. If Roger you're Madrano, watching this right now, like, love you. Um, <laughs> but on some real, we were just like, we're gonna make the TMR YouTube video. We're just gonna be we're a bunch biking, of funny. Biking in the neighborhood. It was so fucking like wholesome though. <laughs> like it was just literally where it all started. Yeah. Um, and it's just like that's some of my earlier experiences with theater, with acting, and just expressionism. Period. Because I knew I had something inside me that just wanted to like release itself, but I was. Yeah. Just being constrained by you know football and you know what I'm saying toxic masculinity, bruh. Like it's hard. It's hard to break out of that shit. And even then when I was in football, like I was just, you know what I'm saying? I was making motherfucking laugh. I was the funny guy. I was the weird one. But you know, whenever you come around me, it's always like pretty much good vibes. Unless I'm like in football mode, then I'm just like, I have something to prove to somebody. To somebody. Like a whole lot of people. Honestly, Nah, I gotta end, bro. I have a whole story with that, but yeah. I get it. Like football is also fuck shit, but at its purest form, it is like that team. That that team. It's the team effort and the strategy of never, like how to win kid. against the defense or how kid. to like prepare for an offense. Like that shit is like I love to see that shit. And whenever I see Patrick Mahomes out there or like anybody who I know is a savant as far as like what's going on in the field and just like physical capability, that shit is like 
Because that's like the apex creatures of the world. Like, if there was anybody, yeah, like if aliens did a study on us, like football players, basketball players, all these motherfuckers who do sports, it's just like at an elevated level of like athletic yeah, athleticism yeah. and athleticism. smarts and how to place. How, if you were to throw a fucking rock at somebody, <laughs> if, if Patrick Mahomes would throw a rock at somebody from a distance, like he would kill him. Like, if it was just to the head, like. That's the goal. Like, I don't know. Nah, he but definitely proved himself when he made a full throw. Horizontal. Horizontal. <laughs> leaning and falling at the same time. Horizontal. Like, I'm nah. like, that's why. Like, that's some, that's like some glitch Madden shit. But that's some, that's some shit. Like, I've been in modes, and granted, I was like very, very decent at football, but I've been in modes where it's just like, whatever is inside you, it just takes control of your body. Whatever you train, and like it's all instincts and it's just only way I can feel it is like just feeling like this really tingly feeling of just like you not thinking but your body moving and you gotta like do what you gotta do and like just try to survive nah, on some crazy. shit I still it's be, not ether zone it's like uh, basketball like that's all all sports like you have a sure. focus like when she be like falling from the shelves I be like catching it like I be like what the fuck yeah. like, it be like Spidey sensors yeah. like, <laughs> you know? bro if we could just that's work like on that sports. <laughs> if bro, we could just I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give one time for the one time hey. inner game of tennis by motherfucking W. Timothy Galloway. This right here, <laughs> this talks about how our mind, our brains are broken up into two brains. Yeah. There's the brains that intellectually thinks about something happening. And then there is uh, the brain that physically does the thing. But there's a third brain within it that is when we're in our zone, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So we can let the ops Do pass. I need to come closer to the mic? Oh, no, you good. Can. That's oh, okay, a strong okay. mic. You can if you want. Okay, you okay. No, no, if okay. If, it, it's, if, if it's, it's strong and yeah, it like, can be picked up through editing. Got, all I know is as long as I got greens in this box, <laughs> Muhammad Tech 101. As long as you got green in the box, you're catching the voice. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Bro, you're like Freddy from My Carly. <laughs> no. Hey, Tech, what? What was this little segment? Freddy, tech with Freddy or tech something? Tech with Freddy. God bless Freddy. Hey, hold it down. God bless. Uh, but if we could formally, <laughs> like, formally, formally, Tyron, who do we have in the room right now? Oh, shit, man. Like, the one, I'm gonna pass it on to you. You explain it. The one and only, the one and only multidisciplinary motherfucking artist. This is the one and only Josh Allen, yo. Beaumont bred, Houston led, New York fed. You know, this is the one and only. This is Josh Allen, Richard and Grace. I'm talking about, I'm talking about fashion for the future from roots from the past. I'm talking about okay, Muhammad. on my back. I'm talking Chill about out. Josh Allen. I'm talking Damn. about, I'm talking Let about mixes at the flat. Everybody think he rap. Let but him you have know it. he got the gap and Shit. you know he got the strap. And hey, by strap, I mean the brains. It. And the brains, I mean the chains. And the chains that we delayed. And you know we never delayed. This is the Josh Allen. The one and only cowboy cowboy. Okay. The concrete cowboy. The urban cowboy. Oh, yeah, the yeah, man yeah. with the plan and the man Altoids. Uh, I don't know what uh, I just said, uh, but you know that's bad George. This God. is Josh Allen, yo. We are in a room with a legend. A, a legend. King. A king. A king. Hey, listen. One listen. Listen. When we on a Faces talk show, we only... <laughs> Only bring on kings and queens, all right? No justice. We don't play no fucking games, all right? Welcome to what's up? <laughs> That's me. Like, Precisely, but hey. welcome, G. Did y- have y'all released Carrie's episode? Because I, I didn't see one of y'all episodes. Y'all do this in every intro. We do this every, every. intro. It's always something it's different. Just, I just, I just can't stop smiling. Hey, Bruh, that's all. Hey, hey, that's all. That's, that's all we want to do. To you, for real, 
was great. That was great. Yes. That's everything. That's everything. love, yo. You know how, like, we know how exhausting this is. Like this. Like what you do, what we do in whatever intersections we live in. Artistically, we know how exhausting it is. And more than anything, yo, we all about giving our people our flowers before anything go down. It's on some real, that. man. On some real, that's important to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Sheesh. I appreciate that. And I'm happy you're here. Genuine. Thank you for making time for us, man. Absolutely. Yeah, long time. Long time coming. Long you know, time. got a DJ set at 10 o'clock. So we kicking it. That's how you know. That's how you, I beat the case. It was it. simple. I requested the fruit. You know what I mean? I like how you asked me, like, what snacks I request. I, what snacks do I eat? I was like, you know, they're probably going to be... They're probably gonna have some snacks on deck. I'm going to get us on some fruit pie. Hey, Come on, nah. No, it's like really good. That's it's, real though. It's like, so important, yo. it's refreshing with each bite, bro. Like, like genuinely, that's like, nature. No, like you put in a song because like we actually have never had fruits on the show before. We had like wine before. We have fucking I don't know what the like hell. Like chocolate was. Reese's. We had Reese's popcorn before, but it was delicious. But this is but like I this feel is rejuvenated. Good right for now. your soul. Fruit and a rolled up blunt. I can talk all day. That's the oh, top. Come on now. <laughs> Maximum Yo, coziness. I wanna I wanna start with um I met we met Josh through Tyron actually. Mm-hmm. So Tyron put uh, us on to game one time for the one time uh big fan to tease a touchdown. Hold it down. You know what I'm saying? And use these, y'all. Just use these. And we were at the flat before we even knew who Josh was, and Tyron's like, yo, look at that guy. And literally, he had some pants with the chaos symbol. And I was just like, yo, who is that? He's like, you gonna know him. That's Josh Allen. Literally, you gonna know him. That's Josh Allen. And a few months later, we were at a Richard and Grace pop-up uh, at the Tipping Point. Hold it down, Tipping Point. One time for the one time. Shout Roundhouse to Vintage. Point. Always. Shout out to the homies. Um, and I was just mind boggled. Like I've been to, I've been to fashion pop-ups before. I've, I've, I have incredibly talented homies creating clothing, mm-hmm. but what Josh does, it really is almost like approaching creating clothing, like how sculptors create sculptures it's by, how, by how like painters create paintings. Like yeah. there is this aspect of it that doesn't feel like I'm here trying to clothe someone i'm trying to mm-hmm. put a piece of art on you like right. it's something that right. it, it pulls a little bit deeper and and that wasn't something i was able to verbalize but it's something i felt and mm-hmm. that was the thing i was like clothing had to make, i see a lot of clothing clothing had to make me feel like that in a minute and <sighs> never and i would just like to say give you your flowers like i had never paid more attention to how important silhouettes were on my body or on other people's body that we you know mess with for like filming or like photos and stuff like that it's just after going to that first initial pop-up it really like reframed my opinion of how important fashion is in the art like world for real for real and how i need to like understand it more and respect it more and like just i don't know man like keep tabs on people who know what they're doing you are one of the main people that knows what What the fuck what the hell you're doing bro straight up for real straight up <laughs> he like went on a whole like dissertation about this is where I came from. This is where we at right now. This is my magnum opus. Like just explain it all so eloquently. eloquently. Just like awesome, real like Poets. I know Poetry. what I'm doing. Poetry. Like and I have a vision in mind. And like coming from a place where I am always trying to refine my own vision for film or acting and try to find my voice when in with whatever this is. Like truly seeing him in his bag when he. He was like at the first pop up, and from here on out, like, like has always been in his bag. Office, and I'm just like, like, 
I had to go outside and take a breath. I just want, I just want to start with, I guess, how you feeling, Josh? Mm-hmm. Like, homie, check in for Josh Allen real quick. Oh, man, I'm feeling great. It's, it's really great to be here. Um, I appreciate you guys. You know, it's it's been a long journey, um, but I feel like I'm at the beginning. Oh, honestly, like, I feel like everything that I've learned at this point, it's going to take me to a, a place that I that I was hoping that it was going to, mm. but I just needed to go through these, you know, obstacles in order to learn. And um, I'm, I'm happy that it's, it's finally paying off slowly, but surely it is, you know, I really had a really cool moment in New York this past time I was in New York to where it felt like, okay, I'm looking up at the sky and I'm thanking God because I'm knowing that my blessings are coming from a really good place. So, um, you know, I just think that patience has been my biggest hurdle. Um, I am not a patient person at all, but I think with me learning how to be patient in certain avenues of my life has led to me, has led me to the success that I have now. And it's going to lead to me to more success. Like, you know, I've been having this conversation with myself that, you know, dude, this is what you signed up for as far as in you know my brand and what I love to do being able to pay my bills and I can be able to live in a nice house you know that might not come until like I'm 40 or 50 or it may not ever come and I have to mentally be prepared for that Mm. and that's why I say I feel like I'm getting started even though the first time I've made a piece of clothing was seven years ago you know so yeah I'm I'm feeling blessed to, it's like I'm removing the idea of what I thought was going to happen whenever I was in high school mm-hmm. of how my 20s was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like. This is what right, it actually is. This is what it actually is. Mm-hmm. This is the reality that I'm living in. And I'm, we're still young as fuck That's when fuck. it comes to this art shit. Like I saw something on Twitter that Pharrell didn't make front until he was after 30. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that's real wow for for your styles to marinate for sure man like and don't ever think about age being something that is pushing you towards anything at all like not you should sure. always take your time bro like for sure take your time yeah man not for sure it's that unlearning is that unlearning and understanding that like when you do take your time when you do give your chance your, yourself a chance to approach a new piece like a new piece Something refreshing comes out for you too. Home run. Yeah, but like, you know? I think it's also so hard to tell somebody that too, yeah. coming from the internet culture. Because this because is like this. It's like you. We can't help but to look at internet people as the people to look up to because our parents aren't doing hmm. what these internet people are doing. Damn, that's crazy. And that's it's like we're about. seeing these internet people live these lives doing what they want to do and then it's like I want to do that shit too. Really? And then it's like this sort of like I don't know, you know, it's a confusing battle when it comes to like trying to remove what you see on the internet 
allowing that to be an influence, but not allowing that to be your journey. Because that's not your journey. Mm. Whoever you're seeing on the internet, that's not your journey. Your journey is your personal journey. Mm. You know, some things may happen the same way, but it's still your own personal journey, your own personal background. You know, like, you know, unless you have a twin brother, you know, everybody's story is different. And Mm. I remember Denim Tears told me that at a Heron Preston pop-up. Like it in like 2016 or 2017, it was one of Heron Preston's first pop ups. It was Denim Tears, Samuel Ross, and all that. And I had met Samuel Ross already. And um, and he was like, hey, you, you met Samuel Ross, right? I was like, yeah, I met him. And, you know, because I asked him, I was like, you know, you know, basically on some questions of like, you know, how do I get to the to the golden castle? Like, you know, yeah. basically like, you know, how do I make it? Like, I like, what, it is, to, like yeah. what did you do to blah, blah, blah? And, and he couldn't really explain it in a context of basically just saying like, I just lived my, I'm just living my life, you know. He worked for Marc Jacobs. He got laid off from Marc Jacobs. Started working for Kanye. Started, you know, dealing with A-Side. And then now Denim Tears has a two-year contract with Levi's. Wow. So it's just like... He just literally just lived his life, like, type shit. Like, Damn. same thing with Samuel Ross. Like, Samuel Ross was contacted by Virgil to design... Um, graphics for Hood by Air and um, and um, and ASAP Rocky. Word, and word. So Samuel Ross was literally damn, working for bro. Virgil for like a year or two, and they had never fucking met. met? Bro, when the first the first off white store yeah. was made by a staff of people that had never met each other before, and and Samuel Ross was a part of that team <laughs> and the concept to design Off White's first fucking store, and the wow. first time of them meeting was when the store opened up. With the store <laughs> opened, oh yeah. And that's some crazy shit. Wait, crazy no, I'm like letting that sink yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, like, right. How do you make that level work? And you didn't even like say hello yeah. to each like, other. I yet. don't even yeah. know each other. So yet. it's like going back to a point to where it's like, you know, yeah, work and try to get your word. But at the same time, like, you know, Samuel, Samuel Ross said that like Virgil followed him and he didn't even follow back for like a couple of months because he didn't even know who he was. Like that's how much like, Samuel Ross was in his motherfucking bag. Because he wasn't paying attention to no followers. <laughs> he was being Samuel like, Ross. That's how much he I'm was not in. familiar with Samuel Ross though. A what cold is- wall. Nah, I'm a. Where was my? Yeah, yeah, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. A cold wall. I'm about to put a couple pictures right here, right here for y'all. Nah, a cold, a cold wall is what I want Richard and Grace for people to align with when it comes to like a designer coming out of Houston. Wow. If a if it be like yo like if you was to put Richard and Grace in the category of like designers like in the world, what would you say? Like I want people to be like yo, they nigga on this Samuel Ross shit. shit. Yes. Literally, I'm literally, I'm literally like, nah, bro. Like, like he's about to be the next creative director for Prada or something because how he works with nylon is insane. insane. Like, wow. it's insane. Wow. What the hell? Wow. Yeah, bro. Nah, bro. Cold wall. He's British. He's British. Hold he's it. A, he's a British dude. Hold it. He's from London, and like, bro, his his. Dude, his mind, bro. Like, he takes 
architecture and design and he uses this language of that field to to sell his brand yeah pretty much mm. like it's a very contemporary approach. modern approach to design and a lot of his silhouettes are very innovative but you know i feel like I just want to get to a point where we we can get to that design caliber, but I'm gonna need to hire designers because he has designers. Okay, like, you know what I mean. Like he has a staff at this point. It's like a, he's been having a staff. Oh my god! You know, I'm a one man show, so it's like when you have like if I have like five of me's, like yeah, we can probably put together something like that respectfully. Mm-hmm. So of course, in our own version. Wow. So I'm only really doing what I can. Shout out to homie, dude. But now, like, Sam, so Samuel Ross out here. He loved dude. Like mm-hmm. it was so crazy. About so you got it. to like you was like dude that I, I, like I invited because I was such a fan. I invited Samuel Ross to come to Heron Preston's DSNY show, and that's how Samuel Ross was able to come. <laughs> and that is, and and, and I, that is a you can fact check that shit. Like, uh, like, like you guys gotta know how I am. I literally sent an email. I was like, "Hey, like, yo," and I even t- and I and Heron didn't know about him either. I was like, "Yo, it's like Samuel Ross got this brand called a Cold Wall. I think he should come to the show." He was like, "Yeah, put him on a guest list." I was like, "Bet, like, you know, feeling lit in the bitch, like, you know what I mean?" Oh my uh, god, that's fucking awesome, yo. But whenever y'all want to read back, I don't know when we, I don't know what timeline y'all want to go back because. My shit is all over the place. Right. <laughs> right. Like, whatever. It ain't gotta be chronological. You know what I'm saying? We'll take it as it is. For yeah, sure. So, so you were talking about the internet and internet age earlier and how it's like causing us to be this like zooming bees. Was that what the Bonaw collection was? Was that like a connecting a reconnection back to your to the to your roots roots, like on some real? Or what how did the Bonaw collection come about? Because I know it's inspired by your grandfather. My great grandfather. Your great grandfather. So Cowboy um, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Frank Lloyd. <laughs> so, you know, I took a design break while I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're thinking about design and thinking about innovation so much, you kind of miss on the story that needs to be told, mm-hmm. the message you're trying to convey. And sometimes I would sort of like live in this design world that was the complete polar opposite of what was going on or what was trending. Mm. Like if everybody was on this, I'd kind of be like over here with it, Mm -hmm. still kind of like, you know, having the language of modern day design or you know of whatever or sometimes it would just be the complete fucking polar opposite of what everybody was wearing especially in my early days Word. like whenever i was also like my japanese shit just you know like just like great japanese vibes didn't give a fuck what anybody else was t- trying to tell me i'm like nah like what's up i'm redesigning japanese streetwear like we got a lot in japanese streetwear i'm so sorry japanese clothing, clothing yeah um and 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 it's like you know, people it it didn't sell. Word. It didn't sell because people were just like, all right, it looks good on photos, but so you know, whenever I was in New York, 
I took a break. I had to take a break too because you know living in New York was tough. Mm. And, and as far as the, the pace of it all, having a job and trying to pursue your dreams is very tough in New York City. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know you're kind of put in this place where oh, we're de- good. depending on your job and yeah. how much your day to day is your days off are set to recharge Word. you're doing your laundry you're catching up on your sleep you're actually like if, you, if you're in a relationship you take time and put it towards that you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you know like so when you talk about having a, 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 a brand mm. you know it's really really tough it's a life it's a you lifestyle. know what I mean? Yeah. So when I moved back from New York because of COVID, I was asked to participate in this group fashion show. Hmm. And I was asked previously while I was living in New York that previous year, but I turned it down because I was like, bro, I'm living in New York. Like, I'm just I'm living in New York. Like, you know, I didn't really do anything here in Houston. So, you know, I was like, man, you know, I kind of just needed a reason and give give myself something to do, mm. honestly. Like, I knew that, like, I really didn't want to come back to Houston and go work a retail job at the Galleria, respectfully so. Mm-hmm. I really just, I, I was like, yo, this was the year that I was planning on dropping Richard and Grace product. Word. We have a platform to put on a whole fashion show here we go. Like, am I really going to turn this down? And it was at the Corinthian, mm, you know? So it was just like, the, the venue was just, you know, my Nana, you know, uh, delivered flowers at that venue. Wow. You know, I remember going to events there and yeah. stuff because, you know, setting up for weddings and whatnot. So yeah, when exactly. So when that shit kind of came full circle, I, I hit my Nana up. I was like, Nana, it's at the Corinthian. She was like, boy, you better do that. I was like, <laughs> boy, you better. <laughs> you Nana's being like, Nana's like, for real, yeah. though. For real. Yeah. I was like, right. But that's like, that's so, real. She so, see the vision. So, so, yeah. So then, you know, I started thinking about what I was going to do. And I started thinking about how I can communicate a collection that people in New York could resonate with. Mm. So then I started thinking about the trends in the last year and a half. And I started thinking about cowboy culture Mm. and how Rav Simmons made that Western inspired collection through Calvin Klein that had every other New Yorker in cowboy boots. Boom. And I was just like, exactly. No, literally, it's happening. So then I started thinking about Raph Simmons' Nebraska crew neck. And then I started thinking about how Virgil made a Nebraska crew neck. And then I started thinking about how Ruigi made a Sugarland t-shirt. I was like, yo, let's have a Beaumont moment. Why not? A you Beaumont know, moment. Let's have a Beaumont moment. Yeah. I'm literally about to make a crew neck that says fucking Beaumont on it. And I'm about to put it down the runway. 
And it's the hardest thing and like, ever. Literally, it's like, the hardest. Literally started from there. I was like, okay, like. Oh my god. And then I started calling my grandfather. I was like, hey, granddaddy, is you know, knowing that my great grandfather was still alive, I was like, how how old is is uh, Floyd Frank? He was like, man, he's gonna he's hundred and two. I'm like, yo, he's one. That means he's one of the last living cowboys in Texas. Oh nah, we gotta do this shit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm just, yeah. I was like, nah, this is this is this literally time. it. Like, yeah. this is gonna connect everything that I was trying to communicate before through just like putting a putting collections out, trying to talk about it in an art context. This is an art context. Like, this is something that can go in a fucking museum. This is like a real cowboy. Archival work. You know what I'm saying? Real. Real, Like, this is a real fucking cowboy. Like, you know, in... Who who was still living at the time when 107? I came 102. 102. Yeah. 102. 102. So strong. So then, what? you know, so thinking about the collection, I wanted to create a juxtaposition like how I felt Solange did with, with when, when I, I get come home. home. When I get home, yeah. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, like yes. sonically and visually, when I saw that album in New York. When it came out, and to give you a little background story, oh, I, I interned for her stylist. I saw that because you were Kai Lu. Yep, yep, yep. I Did saw you get that. to see her in real life? I saw Solange in real life. <laughs> okay, look, and I I'm heard, just like, and I heard the album before it came out, oh, and God. she was High dancing to the album while her while her fucking yes! was getting taken, yes! and I was literally just like, yes! what the. What is going on? I know, bro. I was like, yo, catering company, fish and shit. Listen, like, fish and shit. Like, yo. I'm just looking. You're like, I'm Josh uh, Allen. I look in the mirror and all so I see is myself, bro. Man. I was, bro, literally like, yeah, because it's like just that environment is everything as well. Because like, you get a peek into what her like, what she puts the vibe bro. down, what she wants, like, like, bro. When the, I heard the snippets of her album, I knew that shit was gonna be hard it's always been I was hard. like I was like I was like cause her first album yeah. you know uh, uh, what is it called um, See at the Table See at the Table yeah, yeah you, know, I, you know I thought it was you know cool mm-hmm. but bro this album bro like down with like, you down with you every time I look at that down, visual down yeah. I either start getting, I either start tearing up mm-hmm. or I start getting chill bumps. Yeah. Because I just knew that, like, bro, like, this woman here literally took our culture. Multi dimensionalized it, I guess, like, gave us more facets. She modernized Houston culture. And that's been my whole like thing since I made that collection hmm. in 2017 called Modernizing. Texas. Okay, yeah. Modernizing in, in what way? What Modernizing do you mean? the view of how people view Texas culture. Right. As far as like from the us outside, being like from the outside cowboys world. or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And to be honest with you, I had to but appreciate. I, pre- I had to appreciate the cowboy. I, I wasn't, you know, for a little. Given bit. its like you know, racial dem- like. Undertones. Honky tonk. <laughs> yeah. Type, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like honky tonk type type energy. Like mm-hmm. and like I'm kinda glad. And that usually when you don't when you think about cowboy, you don't think about a black man. Like you don't and that's the origins and of it. If you and, and that's why I'm so glad I put out that that Beaumont documentary where my grandfather is saying on camera that you know 
the word cowboy came from when black people were called boys mm-hmm. that had to help the cows. Mm-hmm. And then it even goes either further back when Mexican rancheros first came to the United States. If I'm getting this story correct, um, you know, but me- actually Mexicans were the first cowboys. Hmm. Word. Yeah. I mean, long yeah. story short, Mexicans were actually like the first cowboys. Like actually, actually, like actually, actually, because they were the first people to come. They were to out here already. Well, they were the first people in America to come with horses. Oh, because it's I, this. Okay, okay, okay. I okay. think it. I, I think it's something like that. Like, what? like it was like the. It was like them seeing horses for the first time and being like, "What the." F- Fuck! Like, <laughs> I what the hell is that? Like, can you imagine? Like, <laughs> just like this thing on a horse? What, yeah, what is because this thing I mean, on a big ass dog. You know, because of course, I mean, because of course, like you know, when you had like the gladiator in the night times, you know, whoever discovered America at the time, they were on. Everybody was on foot. You really didn't know that mother that horses were existing. Yeah, like horses probably been existed, but the first people to come to America because mm. America is still brand fucking new. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think yeah, like they were the first people to come to America on horses. You know, type shit. But anyway, so that's crazy. I, I put that collection down the runway mm-hmm. on some like, yo, let's make this collection beautiful. Mm-hmm. Let's let's cast. This is the Tokyo John. No, 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 no. The Beaumont. This is the Beaumont. Uh, Beaumont. Yeah. Beaumont collection. Yeah, Tokyo, Texas was inspired by a trip I took to Japan. Yeah. But that was also me feeling like, yo, I want to modernize the view of how people view Texas culture. Mm. So Tokyo, Texas, I had an opportunity to join this group fashion show, in which I did. Yeah. And I remember Slim Thug was there. Jazz Prince was there. Whoa, all of them. And I literally put DJ Screw on the runway. I had a t-shirt that had DJ Screw face on it. And I like styled it with like some nylon kimonos. Word. Like, Word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that's just so pretty fucking gas. Yeah. Like what like, the fuck? And I think it was just so before his time because they didn't know what the fuck. Cause like and I, and I and I do all my uh I do all my runway music. Mm-hmm. So I had like DJ Screw like actual music oh. like and they was just like. Huh? But isn't that the best though? Because that's how motherfuckers felt about Playboy Cardi, how about Kanye West, Eight Hundred Eight Heartbreaks type I think, shit. I think the thing is is that Houston doesn't start. Rocking with its own culture until we see the world rocking with it. Ooh, damn! That's. Hey, can you repeat that one? <laughs> I didn't know about salons until like until people started backing her up because she got more notoriety because of a seat at the table. It's 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 that's just. I and honestly, dude, I think that's like every local city. Word. I don't think that's just Houston. I think you know if you go to any local city, like I talk to New Yorkers. Like I talked to a New Yorker last week, one of my homies, and he was just like, yo, bro, I feel like, you know, people come to the city and they can get shit moving, but New York only allows one New Yorker a year to, like, really get it popping. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn. I mean, yeah. That's, like, it's, so, that's it's, it's, it's like something, it's something about you just, like, once, I, once again, you've going on your own fucking journey okay yeah i think that's it is this really you going on because for me in my journey is that 
I've been on this New York Houston thing so mm-hmm. much Word. to where now people are starting to like see like you know the y'all see me in New York and how I be getting down in New York like y'all that ain't see- nothing new to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean and been so here been. Been clocked you know in. what I'm saying been but then in. I come to Houston and then all my New York homies see how I'm doing things in Houston they just like damn yeah. nigga, you live in Houston so it's like well that took time though yeah right that did not took one year that's been like a shit like I I've been going back and forth to Houston and all this since I've probably graduated high school, mm-hmm. but just didn't live in Houston. So I graduated in high school in 2012. Damn, it's been a 10 year journey doing that shit. Now I think about it. Cause so I went to I went to school for, for real fa- though. So I went to school for fashion and merchandising at Johnson Wells University in mm-hmm. Charlotte. Come on now. Hold it down, Charlotte. And, um, <laughs> And I, that was when I was like really the only reason why I would come back to Houston is yeah. because I had a girlfriend at the time. Come on now. And let's shot it. Let's shot it. You know, so <laughs> I would come back to Houston, you know, to see my girl, but I wouldn't come back to Houston and come kick it with anybody. Like Word. unless you was like my like my of high course. school homies. Of course. It, it was like people that knew you were way back were really who you were. Exactly. Around. Yeah. But as far as connecting wise, Word. I saw there was a whole world going on in New York. And Charlotte was only a two-hour plane away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would fly to New York damn near almost every other weekend. And hmm. from Charlotte. Not playing the fuck around. Like, and for like, real. I was just so curious as to the world I was seeing online to experience that in real life in New York. Transformative. Or, and to kind of to piggyback on Kanye... I went to school between the years 2012 and 2016, my college years. Right. Yeezus came out in 2013. Y'all just think about how much of the fashion has changed in one One fucking year. year. There was a huge revolution. Because Rocky. Because... No, because Kanye, Kanye West had Kanye dipped his West, toe into cash, uh, to fashion Margella, a little bit more. Margella, Mason Margie concert. It was the bro, goddamn I think, about, I think about I think about this all the time. I think about a rich kid who's always getting Jordans all the time, and his dad is like, ah, oh, two hundred dollars for some Jordans, whatever. And then his son comes back, hey, dad, I want some futures, some Margella futures, and those are like a thousand dollars. He's like, wait, what? Why it's, these kids want these clothes right now? Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Kanye! Literally, literally like, though. Literally, it's like, Dad, I seen Kanye with some with some fucking raps. Raps, <laughs> like you know, I want the raps. Right. Like these raps are six hundred dollars, son. It's like I don't care, Dad. Like that's what I want. So then it's like you got this whole generation, including me, who feels comfortable with spending hundreds of dollars on shoes. Like I'm dropping four hundred, five hundred dollars on sneakers. Thinking that shit is normal, like that shit is not, not normal. normal. Like, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot. That's lot, literally lot. half a rent. And then juice. like, and then to think like those shoes are not in my closet right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and to think like that same year that I spent five hundred dollars on sneakers, I could have spent five hundred dollars on some fucking Bitcoin and be a gazillionaire right now. Like. You know what I, I'm saying? So type B. Like, type B. Type B. Well, you didn't know. You know, you know, but not, you know what I mean? But it's There's like a lot that. of things going underground that, you know, we're, we're not, you know, privy to. But it wasn't really that underground. It was literally on our phones. On no, our- bro. That movie that ASAP Rocky was in, Dope. Yep. Y'all remember that movie, Dope? Yeah. He yep. paid the, the drug dealer t- with Bitcoin. Yep. 
Yes. Yep. Yes. I didn't think about that. He Yo. paid the drug dealer in Bitcoin. They were trying to put us on. Yeah, we just weren't paying attention. They were trying to put us on, and we just didn't even pay attention. Because we were like, oh, it's some funny shit. Yeah, bro. Literally. I know. That shit fucked with me, they too, literally, They bro. literally tried to put I us on. I rewatched that movie, and I literally, like, flipped my fucking that? table. Who directed that? <laughs> I need to know. Bro, I, for real. For real? Yes. For real. No, he didn't. And he allowed kids you, to... You bro, are, yes. Pharrell directed that fucking movie, bro. He's been trying to put us on the whole time, bro. Goodness gracious, Rick Famuyiwa. Bro, Famuyiwa. Yeah, something like that. But Pharrell produced that movie, bro. Damn. Bro, God bless. That's why God Rocky bless. don't really care about putting out on music because it's never motherfucker got coins, bro. Yeah, like bro. what? Because you know coins. everybody who was in that movie probably got put onto Bitcoin. Damn. And they was like, hey y'all, if y'all want to, y'all y'all might good. as well use y'all money. To put y'all money into this situation, That's everybody's in there, bro. Everybody. Everybody's in that movie. Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz, like Shamik, yeah, yeah, Moore, yeah. And I feel like that motherfucker do shit because he want to not, he, not because he have to. Exactly, bro. Because he got Bitcoin. Buddy. This man was Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> this man, <laughs> bro. Fucking Bitcoin, bro. Bitcoin. Hey, get your Bitcoin now. Actually, I don't know right now. But I was thoroughly impressed by that movie. Like I was moved to tears at the very end. Because like I saw myself in the main character because I also had a flat top, whatever. Same. But at the same time, it's like, same. it's like that long monologue that he had at the end with him like saying it was like a spoken word or, or something. Yeah. And after he like starts to dance and it's like music, it's like oh man, like th- that movie from beginning to middle to end was just like really amazing. Shout out to dope. Shout out to just dope. for a, you know the one time man. Oh, holy Shout out God. to Shamik as well. Our fucking cartoon Spider Man currently. Yo, that's yeah. crazy when you think about. A fucking into the spider universe or whatever. In, into, nah, into, that's what's up. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Only been hitting a home run since then. Like, literally. Shout out to homeboy. Um, but yeah, man. So, as far as Houston and as far as New York, do you feel like you have unfinished business in, like, some other place besides Houston in New York? Is your heart uh, in New York? Or... Because, like, when we talk with past guests that we've had on the show, like, talking with Cam, like, he feels his heart is in L.A. We know his heart is in L.A. Fucking Carrie, yeah. his heart is in Japan. He always his talks about it. You know what I'm saying? Literally. So it's just, like, do you feel like you, your heart is, like, centered and, like, rooted anywhere? Or do you feel like you're more of a freelance? Is there a place pulling you? Mm, I wouldn't mind living in Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of with Carrie on that too. Mm-hmm. I would not mind living in Japan for like a year, mm. just a year, just to build a community there. Mm. You know, I would like to see how it would feel to just have people just love me. As far as in like whatever I put out is clothing wise, mm-hmm. and they just love it because mm. I feel like I like naturally designed for a Japanese person. I feel like I'm I'm in so influenced by the way Absolutely. Japanese and they be going people. the hardest. Like a lot yeah. of the stuff that they be on is stuff that we like that they picked up like, on. Literally, and like my, out, my outfit that's thrifting for like us. My outfit is inspired by like what maybe Nigo and Pharrell would mm. wear. Yeah, like I got this like thrifted crazy like belt that I found at the market. It's one of my favorite belts. Um, I have my Wranglers, my 70s Wrangler bell bottoms. With the bell bottoms. You know what I mean? When I saw the bell bottoms and the uh, arm sleeve, like the way it opened up, it reminded me of a kimono. Like the first time I saw that. Because like, that's, to me, I like, 
my gravitation towards Japanese fashion is always about its breathability. Like, you know what exactly, I'm saying? Exactly. Because and, they're so mobile all the time. And, and that's I, such a Houston thing, too. It, it, which I don't understand. <laughs> like, like, I didn't pick up on that. Like, like, because <laughs> I think it's honestly because people are in cars. And, it, and yeah. anytime that we are mobile is when we're in the clubs or parties. Word. So mm. we can't really see wardrobe. And it's high. That. That's why 70s wear is coming back in like the South because it's like people in discos were like sweating, dancing in these like yeah. crazy. This is true. Whatever flowy, tops, very flowy, flowy tops. Stuff. And so yeah, it was like, like some deep cut V neck with some bell bottoms and some nice ass fucking platform. But you can boots. breathe with that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like your whole arms show, is out sure. and all of that. Yeah. Like, you know? So, I mean, I would feel like honestly. I'm I'm honestly in this journey right now of just being a very dope Houston artist. Mm. I think I have spent a lot of time away from home mm. and the amount of love that I get from home, you know, I just want to continue building with the people that's here at home and be a part of that growth because there's people that's moving into this city and they're going to want to do something. And you're already here. You know what I mean? Look, <laughs> you were here and first. And it's like, I know people who know venue, know mm-hmm. venue owners, you know, you know, I build relationships with, you know, party promoters, you know, I'm going to have a residency at a very legendary club. Like, I didn't even realize oh, that black. shit. Honestly, until my mom said something, she was like, no, you realize how, like, that that club has been there forever. Like, yeah. I've been, she was like, I've been to the flat. I was like, oh, wow, that's dope. Like, <laughs> she's like, I've been to the, I've got, like, I've been flat. to the flat. Like, I've been coming up at the flat, son. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, but, shit. But, like, so, one of the most legendary, like, places to, like, grab a drink in Houston, for sure, because people flat. circulate through there. There have been reputable theater people that have come there. Artists have gone there. Like, and even people that has been there before. Dude, anybody yeah. that's, anybody genuinely is at the flat, and I don't know if it's, like, the yeah. flat. Come on, man. And you know yeah. why? You it's, it's the music. It's there. the vibes, bro. And see, and that's what, and see, that's what's been so cool about it is that I'm not faking the front at the flat too. You could be like, in. I'm playing what I really like to play. Boom. Like I love playing house music. Mm. So it's like it, it really works out for itself because you know I'm playing on CDJs. I'm not having to play to to bring my own equipment. So it's really just like practice for that moment to where when I do go overseas, bro, I'm trying to build. Be, yes. That. Like I'm, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to like, build. I'm trying to tell it. I'm trying to tell a story like, hey, look, you know, I want to do a pop-up, but we can do an after party too, because I DJ. And they're gonna be like, what? They're like, wait a second, pause. You just did this whole runway, designed this whole thing, hey. styled this whole thing, shot this whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you DJ be like, absolutely. And, absolutely. and and that's what I honestly learned from Heron and Virgil. Hmm. That's what that's what keeps it going. Virgil DJs as well? Hell yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. You know I didn't know. Hey. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know really? that. I did oh, not, yeah. I did not Virgil, know this at bro, all. Bro, like Virgil, I think that's how like Virgil got sick because he was traveling so much. Hmm. Like he was literally living on a plane. Damn. And I can relate to that because I was living on a plane at some point in time. But, um, but no, nah, like his flights were insane. Like he was going from like like, I can't imagine what his roots were. He was probably going from like New York 
to like somewhere in Europe to somewhere in Asia back to somewhere in America like he was doing the Asia Europe just just try all the time and that does damage to the body Oh it does like it's that touring life yeah literally like, like on some real yeah like wow. so you know not nah, like like Virgil DJs hearing DJs hearing DJ at a Richard and Grace party in New York before wow um good fucking vibe and, 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 and I realized that I was like yo like it was like one of the first times of me understanding what CDJs were because that was on his rider. Mm-hmm. And I was like, CDJs? And my boy was like, bro, I could have just DJed this party for you, bro. He wants CDJs. You know how expensive that shit is? What is CCJs? So C- CCJs. CDJs. CDJs. So CDJs are basically DJ equipment for con- for, for, for uh, Con- cl- like clubs mm-hmm. clubs and concerts like when you see like Diplo and all of them playing they some CDJs. they're playing on CDJs like it's like a gnarly bastard like it's a big ass piece of equipment Dude. and all you have to do is just plug in your flash drive but if you don't know how to work that bitch you're gonna get lost you, you, you're gonna, gonna sound lost. ugly huh? it's gonna sound like ugly or no, well, it's just like you, you gotta navigate you, through it. It's a whole different language. Yeah. It's a whole different like organizational system. Yeah. It's a computer. It's basically a it's computer basically, okay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's like it's a controller, but it's separated. Mm. Cause like, you know, I even brought my controller, but it's basically like the middle part is like where you like, you know, do your knobs, but like the CDJs is where you're basically selecting your music, like, the okay. decks. You okay. know what I mean? Got you. So then like sometimes you go to like some concerts, they be having like six CDJs lined yes. up. I'll be like, yo, no. that's crazy. It's like six of them, middle controller, then like another six of them. And I'll just be like, what are the how sounds? the fuck do you like run from one side? Like, <laughs> You gotta though. It's like headphones. Take that on off. Turn Yo, on this one. That's okay. crazy. Nah, it's 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 gnarly as fuck. So nah, like so I learned that. I was like, bro, if I can learn how to play on CDJs, but more importantly, learn how to play on house music, mm-hmm. I will get books. So what do you think makes like a great DJ? Like, what's what makes the great capabilities and abilities of like someone who you like? Oh, this Shit. DJ going off right now. Shit. Transitioning. Bro. Yeah. Hmm. Like transition. transition. Okay. And that's why I I wouldn't say I took the easy way out, but I kinda did with house music. I mean some people would say they can't they can't. And do you see yourself doing any other genres of DJing? Well like you know, I can turn the I can turn the crowd up. Yeah. Like, you know, I can get <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't down that. No, no, no. What I'm saying, like, you know, it's I'm not well, I'm saying like I can play tra- I play trap shit sometimes. Like yeah. I can get on my like hood trap shit, but you know, going ha- like having such like that by beat though and stretch Armstrong ear, mm-hmm. it was you know East York. Coast New yeah. York New Yorker. I remember I would try to play cuts. that kind of shit. Yeah, I remember I was, you. Whenever I would be in New York and people would be like, "Bro, stop. like stop, stop. bro, this is stop." <laughs> stop. <laughs> We've been hearing this shit. Yeah, we we like, have our dad's dad yeah, been here. Yeah, like that's so like, crazy because that's like the shit that like I'm like, you did you just hear that cut, bro? Did you hear that? Yeah, like, they, bro, it would be. So so it, it would be kind of funny to me because they would be like, yo, bro. Because one person was like, yo, I can appreciate you for this. Yeah. Because like, because he knew I was from Houston, but yes. he knew I loved New York because he was like, because you're from Houston, right? So I see what you're doing. Like, you're trying to like, you know. Pay but homage. he was like, but bro. We don't like, We on something different right now. So anyway, here's Atlanta. a different way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Atlanta. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like, 
like everybody at the club going crazy. Literally, literally, it's like, yo, you got any future? You got any Cardi? You got any? Like, they just really wanted to hear what was what was currently playing. Yeah, yeah. was currently playing like mm-hmm. Drake and you know That's and so stuff like that. Like, yeah, the ruler. Huh? But, <laughs> oh, but you know who uh, BK the ruler is? No, uh, we put on. We put you on later. We put you on later. Yeah, BK the ruler. But so I mean, yeah, like I would say, you know, for sure, like I've always tried exploring different genres, but mm-hmm. it just seems like my path had just led me to house music, mm-hmm. and the owner of the flat was like, "This is your calling. Stick to this." Damn. I was like, DJ's "Okay." Son? Yeah, DJ DJ Son. Yeah, yeah. It was just one the night. Owner of the flat. It was just one night I was by DJ myself. <laughs> Morgan was gone. So, like, I hopped on. And you're just doing your thing. And I tried doing something outside of house music, but I was still doing a good job, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I was doing a funk set. Mm-hmm. Like, I've noticed that certain artists, like Jay Dilla and. Dr. Dre sampled like a funk sound, like Zap, and you know, yes. like, like a, yes, yeah. you know yep. what I mean. So yeah. I was yeah. trying to like play like a, a set where I was playing the original sample. I'm trying to hear and it right then, now. Like, yeah, you know, like then I would play like the immediate song afterwards that that was sampled by it. Yeah, and um, fucking um. And I can just kind of tell, like, you know, the crowd was kind of into it, but they just really wanted to hear some house music. So, yeah. so Sun walked over and he was like, yo, like, you know, if you want me to hop on in like 30 minutes, you know, let me know because I know you're here by yourself. And that's when I knew that he was like, play some house music. Play some house music. Yeah. So I was like, man, fuck this. So I started getting funky, <laughs> started getting busy with it. Yeah. And he came back like 30 minutes later. He was like, this is what you need to continue to do. This is what you do. Like, you keep... De- and then I was, like, looping shit. He was like, you know how to work the loop button? Oh, get... Yeah, yeah come back. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're okay. You're gonna be all right. Yeah, no you're fine. Like, you're fine. I was yeah. like, all right. Like, I'm not even... So, it's like, yeah, if I have that opportunity when it's, like, when people are, like, so drunk that you can play anything, they'll be like, oh, my God, this is my favorite song. Then, I mean, yeah, like, I'll have that moment where it's like, yeah, I'll play, like, some Cardi, play some Future. Of course. But I think I'm just really still in this practice mode of getting my house shit together. Mm -hmm. Like, I just did, like, a house... I I call it a house cleanse, but basically, there's, like, certain... There's, like, certain music that, that... can be played in a club and also some house songs that can be played like in an after hour setting like Mm. so and there's also some songs that I wouldn't want to play unless it's like clear as day that like people want to just dance to like somebody like 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 I had this like just Justin Timberlake song but it's like a house version Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like those types of songs kind of get people like oh is a good remix like right. people like remix remixes of house songs but right. I don't like playing that shit on the yeah. regular like, like, like I, play I play by sound it's, like yeah. I'm trying to put you on a fucking I think trade. the only thing like, I can relate that to, like cause I'm from New Orleans and we play like a lot of bounce music there so they're like bounce the up. remixes are go ins- hard though yeah, no, the Adele the Adele ones like current like music anybody that's making music right now like but 
that should be going off like bounce music and the way they be DJing like cutting between stuff like and even with the stuff that happens in Houston like I don't really see many DJs out here playing like house like music. live no not, I mean house music but at the same time like live, live DJ like DJ chopped and screwed type Johns like oh that's hard s- yeah okay yeah, it's hard? hard okay think about it Chopped and screwed in the nature of chopped and screwed. Yeah. I'm kicking it back with your homeboys. With lean, you can't even play. You would have to. It's a different environment. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a, and it's a whole different BPM too. Hmm. Like, it's slower. Okay. Slow as hell. Yeah. I see what like, you mean. You know, like I feel like I feel like a nigga from the south would be intimidated. I'm not intimidated. <laughs> he would be like, man, this is a disgrace to <laughs> make a a house song. From a deep, from a chopped and screwed song, like, oh, yeah, what? like yeah. that's like literally like going from like like the top of the 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 uh, BPM thing and going all the way down and like trying to like make a song out of that. And that's it's a like, challenge. It may work. Like, you know, if you I can, actually want to hear it now. Like, no, like, like, wait, wait, yeah, like just some live like chopped and screwed like cuts, like some mixes, like. Maybe it might be possible, and it has to be in like in a niche setting with some, the right I think amount of people. Some people do it mm-hmm. at kickback environments, but when you're talking about like club settings, oh yeah, that's like a totally different like story. Dark and like it's people lighter. trying to dance, and yeah. Shit, nobody, it's they like want something that's higher beam. Like yeah, like a little, they need that bass. Bit, yeah. So I watched this movie on Netflix one time with Zac Efron, and he was a, a house DJ or like I don't know, an EDM DJ, and he was like talking about like special moments of like DJing because it's like you know you got these mass group of people in front of you paying your songs and it comes to that one section where you just drop the beat and everybody's heart sinks <laughs> it was some real corny shit but in your opinion what is the most rewarding experience like for you as a DJ like something that you notice while you're in a club or just like at a the function the most rewarding thing lately has been people coming up to me and being like yo bro I just come in here to hear you and Morgan play I mean y'all do be going hard <laughs> you know, like every the time like, like he was like bro like literally like I only come to the flat on Thursdays because like Damn. y'all y'all fuck it up mm-hmm. it was like that's what's up took you that's right. what's up or I get off and, and the girl be like like a girl like a couple of regulars respectfully be like you just keep getting better and better I'm like damn that's actually kind of crazy because my flash drive fucked up and I was playing some old shit, but like, I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, know. <laughs> you know, so, and I think that's what I try to do too. I try to challenge myself to play different house songs every time I go to the flat. Wow. Like, when I'm playing tonight, I've never played before hmm. live. You know, I did like a little practice set last night. Sounds so great. Um, oh, word? Yeah, I actually brought my shit if y'all want me to. Bro, yes. yes. <laughs> of course. We would love yeah. to. Shit, yeah. you wanna hop into it right now? Um, we don't have yeah, to. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> We're about to hop straight into this. <laughs> I brought, I brought. 